Welcome back to the Glacier Guys podcast. I'm your host, Joey Fernandez, and I'm here with a special guest. Hello, everyone. My name is Josh Fernandez. I'm <laughs> the special guest. Yeah, my younger brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, today's going to be a shorter episode. I'm uh, going to talk a little bit of uh, NBA trade deadline, uh, some big news out of there today, and then uh, a little bit of Super Bowl recap. Um, this episode should be coming out a little bit before the Super Bowl, so you could be hearing it a little bit after. You could be hearing it uh, a day or two before, but uh, either way, uh, let's start with the NBA. Uh, I think that's probably the, the biggest news of the day, uh, p- taking over the headlines uh, with uh, James Harden getting traded to the Sixers. Uh, how do you feel about that? How do I feel about that? Um, honestly, I think it makes the Sixers team a lot better. Um, I don't think any team is going to win a championship with Ben Simmons on their team, to be honest. <laughs> I was just like, Ben si- like he. I just see him as like a selfish player. Like He's been in the league for like five years. Mm-hmm. His main skills are like defense and like driving, just super athletic. He still never developed a shot. That's something that you can work on and like it can you can develop it. Like Jordan didn't have a shot when he came in. He was really raw, developed it eventually. Uh-huh. I just feel like Ben Simmons, if he really wanted to be great, he'd develop a shot. <laughs> I mean, that's a tough comparison comparing him to Michael Jordan, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, just it's kinda tough with the spacing issue and stuff like that and all of the uh the antics he's had. I mean, not saying he had he didn't have his reasons or anything, but I don't know. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting though for the Nets, I think, because James Harden kind of all of a sudden just wanted out. I'm not really sure what his reasoning was, and he wasn't very loud about it, kind of like how he was in Houston, where he purposely gained weight and just kind of <laughs> was tr- was treading water for like a month or two or ho- however long it was. So that's pretty interesting. But the Nets, the Nets got a haul. Oh, they definitely did. Uh, they got Ben Simmons. Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks. Uh, I believe they might be protected, but either way, that's still outrageous. That's an outrageous price, especially since the Sixers were uh, were asking so much for Ben Simmons off bat. I mean, obviously their value's gone down on them, and they got James Harden for him, but that was not without giving up so many of their pieces. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just feel like... They, it's not like he was cheap. I mean, it's obviously it's James Harden. Yeah. He's one of the better players in the league. Like, everyone knows this. But, I mean, they still gave up Ben Sim- Like, as much as I don't like Ben Simmons and the player he is. He's still an all-star caliber oh, player. Yeah, I mean, he's still great. I mean, he's going to average, like, eight rebounds, like, almost eight assists. I and mean, be an all-NBA first-team defender. Yeah. So, it's obviously good value. But they're also giving up Seth Curry... And who else? Drummond. Like that's 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 pretty good value. With picks. With picks, Drummond. I mean, without Embiid, like being there, Drummond hasn't been that bad. So I feel like you're giving up. You're giving up a haul. You really are. I mean, yeah. it's Harden. He. I think he's overall gonna make the 76ers a lot better of a team. But at the same time, you're giving up so much value for him. Yeah. I think so, but uh, I mean, I honestly think it works out for both sides. I I don't know which team I think is better at this point. I still think I go with the Nets personally, just because they got some much needed depth on their team, but they also lost their second best player, so it's a little tough. Uh, obviously, they're downgrading with Ben Simmons, but they also gain a shooter in Seth Curry, and then they also gain some future assets, which could result in them trading for some good players. Also, like 
uh, down the line this summer or next year. So it's it's very interesting for both moves. I think I think James Harden obviously goes to a place he wants to be. He goes to, he gets to play with Danny Green. I don't know why I named him first. Joel <laughs> Embiid, uh, Tobias Harris. So that's a that's a very solid starting lineup. I think the pick and roll with James Harden, Joel Embiid is going to be one of the most unsto- unstoppable combos in the NBA. Uh, I I really don't see <laughs> I really don't know who's going to be able to defend that personally. No, yeah, it. I mean, I just feel like with them, like they had Ben Simmons and they were running whatever they were running like last mm-hmm. year. I feel like just having that shooter and someone that can really play off the pick and roll makes their team so much better. Yeah, like the spacing and everything just way better for the 76ers yeah. now. Yeah, it's 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 very nice for them, I think. Uh James Harden, you saw what he did with Clint Capella when he was on the Rockets, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> doing it with Joel Embiid, I mean, it's it's, it's going to be a scary sight for the rest of the East. I think this puts them ahead of the Bucks for sure. Yeah. Uh the Nets in my in my opinion is I I still got the Nets over them, but I think yeah. I'm praying for that playoff series. That playoff series would be disgusting. I I don't really know. I don't know how it would play out necessarily, but Man, the, the the feuds going on in that playoff series would be nasty. I already know KD is taking this one to heart, and he's really keeping it in mind. Well, I mean, if Kyrie's gonna play the home games, it'll be a pretty good series. Uh, yeah, that's that's a bit <laughs> of a tough situation. I really don't even know what to say about it. I don't think anyone else does either. <laughs> no, but, uh, I'm, yeah. But uh, you better hope the <laughs> you better hope the game seven, if it ever comes to it, is at Philly. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Moving on, Kristaps uh, Porzingis got traded to the Wizards. Uh, I mean, just felt it just feels weird. Uh, it feels extremely weird because if you like think a few years ago, him getting traded would be a huge like a huge deal. You know what I mean? And it kind of just feels like it got swept under the radar. Like no one really cared about it. I he got. Go ahead. <laughs> My bad, but like I just feel like the whole thing's overshadowed. Because of the big trade, I mean it's Ben Simmons and the Harden yeah. thing. Like it's just being overshadowed. Like I don't think he's a bad player. Like I no. just feel like, but he just never really got any better. Yeah, he broke out in his first year and he really never got that much better. He kind of just stayed the same, which is really unfortunate. Uh, he he easily could have been. I mean, a Jokic level player. He just never he just never seemed to hit that ceiling. I don't know what it was. Uh, he's. I mean, he's done okay this year. Uh, he's played only 34 games, but he's averaged 19 and seven. Not too bad. Uh, his field goal percentage probably could be a little better, but either way, I, I don't, I don't think he's a bad player whatsoever. I think he's still very solid. It's just, I don't know. It's just very disappointing just looking at him and looking at how his career has gone. I, I think with a player like that, like when you first get drafted, especially like to the Knicks, like it's uh-huh. such a big like team, especially for basketball, like. You've, they have such high hopes for players and everything, and then when you have, like, a very early, like, good start to your career and then you just never, like, improve from that, I feel like people just – they just don't really gain interest in you as a player. Like, they start, like, losing interest in, like, watching uh-huh. you play and keeping up with you. Like, they want to see you just keep improving, and then if you don't, then it's like, dang, like, this is, like, kind of disappointing. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong – He's been he's had some high points in his career. In 2017, he was an all-star. He averaged 22 points per game. I mean, albeit in 48 games only, but either way, he still averages uh, almost 19 points per game for his career. It's not like he's like some scrub or something like that, or he's just he's not talented. 
he's he is uh he's still a very solid above average player, but it's just you you'd want to hit see him hit that superstar ceiling because everyone everyone knows it's in him. You know, I mean obviously it's probably not gonna come now, but it just it just felt like it should have <laughs> honestly. Like you saw the tools his first year, and he kind of he kind he he got better obviously, but he just never seemed to progress all the way. Uh, I mean, you could say the same about Lowry Markinen to a lesser scale, uh, but yeah. I mean, you would have hoped Lowry would have even developed to what Chris Stapps is now, but that's a different story. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, now I got to ask you this question. I mean, do you think he's worth the $31 million that he's getting paid? I think so. Uh, I think everyone in the NBA gets paid so much now that $31 million doesn't even feel like all that much. But when you go to other leagues, it's an outrageous amount that's like quarter nfl quarterback money but yeah uh i mean second and third options get paid that much money nowadays so that's that's perfectly fine with me i think you kind of have to pay a guy like that because you can't just let him walk for nothing but uh he got traded for spencer dinwiddie who's a very solid player in davis davis bertans i'm not sure exactly how to say that but uh he's uh he's also a stretch four or a stretch five and uh He's a he's a solid player, nothing crazy, but uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's uh, also solid. He's he's not shooting the ball all that well this year, but overall he's had a good career and uh, he's a valuable player for sure. Yeah, I mean Bertans, I mean he's solid. Like he he'll come off the bench. I mean he puts up a decent numbers, but nothing really crazy. Dinwiddie's definitely very very solid player in my opinion. I kind of like him, but I mean I don't know. I don't know. I'm not I'm not too big on the basketball here. <laughs> I, I haven't really kept up with those teams yeah. that much this year. Not that there's much to talk yeah, about yeah, with the Wizards not, and Mavericks anyway. Yeah, just kind of Luka. That's, that's about it for me exactly. on that one. Uh, and then uh, the next trade we're going to talk about is Serge Ibaka getting traded to the Bucks, uh, which is not bad at all. Um, I don't I don't really mind it. Uh, Marvin Bagley goes to the Pistons in the deal. Dante DiVincenzo goes to the Kings, and then. The Bucks make more of a win now move, getting Serge Ibaka. I really, I really don't mind it at all. I think the the Clippers got the worst part of this, getting. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even gonna bother, but Rodney Hood and. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I can't even. I can't bother saying his name. But uh, either way, I I think I think this is a decent trade for all sides besides the Clippers. I think uh, I'm not really a fan of it, but uh, they only traded Serge Ibaka, who's pretty old, so I guess it's not too bad. But uh, either way. Uh, I think Detroit's getting a, a good flyer in Marvin Bagley while they're in a rebuild. Uh, Milwaukee gets Serge Ibaka while they're trying to win, uh, keep up the title. And then Sacramento gets uh, a somewhat young player in Dante DiVincenzo. And they get Josh Jackson and Trey Lyles also. So, not too bad. Uh, go no, ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nothing, like, too crazy. Like, nothing too crucial that's going to, like, make their teams amazing. But, I mean... Moving around like, you know, some like bench pieces and like lower end players, nothing like too crazy out of the trades, but definitely some noticeable things. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Dennis Schroeder got traded to the Rockets. I mean, I thought it was worth mentioning. I don't think it really matters at all. He's on a one year deal, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> good for them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all I really got for him. Uh, what I really wanted to talk about was. People complaining about the Bulls not making a move, and I've seen a, I've seen a lot of fans complaining about this. And today, I'll 
I, I mean, it's pretty normal for a fan base to be like, oh, like, I want this guy, I want this guy, like, they, we need this guy, like, let's just do, like, Especially let's get this Chicago. guy. Yes, like, it's the big market. And, I mean, I understand, I really do, but in all reality, what did the Bulls have to trade? Like, that they're willing to trade, you know what I mean? Like, I, they have Kobe White, they have Patrick Williams, but why trade those guys? Their values aren't what they could be or what they should be. So what's the point of trading a guy for less than he's worth just to get just to get another piece for this year? If this this should be a long term plan and a, a plan for su- for sustained success. Like there's there's no reason to sell out this year, especially with the injuries that the Bulls have, and especially with all the all the things going on with these teams getting so much better and all that. Wouldn't you rather wait a year? to try to really compete instead of trying to go all in just to get the third seed and probably lose to the Bucks in like the second round. I just don't I don't see what the I don't see what why. Yeah, I feel like the Bulls also just made like they made a lot of moves in the offseason. I mean, yeah, a exactly. lot of moves. Like I mean, you just made these moves like less than a year ago. You, I mean, you're pick up someone and trade them away this not even halfway like halfway into the year and I mean, I also see like I mean, Lonzo, he's out. I mean, like, why Why would we get – like, if we're going to compete and we want to win games right now, I mean, what's the point of getting rid of, like, a guy like Kobe White? I feel like we could maybe even use him right now with the injuries going on. No, like, yeah. That's – even not even just long-term, just kind of right now. Like, there's no point of getting rid of him. Yeah. I, I know the Bulls – well, I'm, pr- I'm pretty certain that the Bulls organization in the front office told them that he was, he was going to stay because he had a quote the other day. Uh, talking pretty confidently, and he said, I'll be here. <laughs> so I'm assuming they told him beforehand, like, don't even worry, man. Uh, and I'm assuming they probably might have done the same with Patrick Williams because they didn't really seem too keen on even uh, letting him being, like, uh, a bargaining uh, tool. So that's that's very encouraging on, uh, on my side, personally. Uh, yeah. I think Mark Eversley and uh, I'm just going to go, I'm going to say <laughs> AK, or Carnosovis, <laughs> I I can't I can't say the first name. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I I think there's no reason to not trust them personally. Uh, there's they've done everything right so far. They've made the right draft picks, obviously in Io Sumo. and oh uh, yeah, and they've they signed the right players even when the media doesn't think they have, uh, well didn't think they had at the time with the Marta Rosen. But obviously it's worked out, and I'm just gonna keep trusting the process. Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean Patrick Williams. Like, I really like Patrick Williams. I mean, yeah. he's had his injuries. I mean, but when he comes back, he's healthy. I mean, especially if we have him for the playoffs this year. Of course, I think, I think we will. But he's he's gonna be a big difference maker. Yeah, that I mean, just with his length on defense would be leaps and bounds better than what we've had. I mean, uh, he is Derek Jones Jr. on steroids, <laughs> without without. With minus probably like ten inches of vertical, but it's all right. I mean, I think <laughs> I think thirty five plus would be more more than fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, not even not even like referring to his frail frame. I'm just talking about just as a player, uh, his length and just everything he does on the court is just he does all the little things and stuff. And uh, I think that's I think that's something the Bulls lack very heavily, especially at the four right now. And I think come playoff time they're going to be a different team with Patrick Williams if he if he does come back who who knows but I'm assuming so. 
we're also kind of playing on like the smaller side, like players wise, for a while. I feel like, like we were playing like a small like four guys, and then we just have Vuce out there. I feel like he'd make a difference in rebounding as Vooch, well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also feels like Vooch doesn't really have a backup center. That was one thing I kind of wanted, but I mean, I don't know what the backup center market really looked like that we weren't gonna have to give up the house for, and I just don't know if that's worth it at this point. You know? Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Because Tony Bradley's okay enough, I guess. He's he's all right, but I mean, we're I mean I feel like our team would be a lot better with Patrick yeah, Williams. Yeah, you'd like to do better, of course, but it's not always in the cards, and you don't really want to push yourself and lay your chips out on the table too quick because then you're left with nothing at the end. So, I I I'm not blaming them at all whatsoever. And uh, Bulls fans just got to play the long game. This year's been a fun year. I mean, there's no reason why it's going to stop now. They'll be in the playoffs. Just enjoy the ride and just stay in it for the long haul. Don't don't give up too quick. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like if, you just, if you're trying to just make trades happen and, like, force it, then you're, you're not going to get the value that you ultimately deserve for a lot of these players. So yeah. why just force it and make a trade? Wait. I mean, there's no reason to trade at this moment. I mean, we, we have a very bright future. Yeah, exactly. Learn from the 2016 White Sox. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, next up, uh, we're going to talk some Super Bowl. Um, Just just give me your overall rundown on how you see the game playing out personally. Um, I see the game playing out. uh, I mean, a lot of people are going to hate me on this, but I think think the Rams are going to take it. Okay. Is that who you want to win? No. I want the Bengals to win, but I think the Rams are going to take it. Um, I think the game is just going to go, like, pretty much, it, like, it's going to, I think, I think it has a very good possibility to be a shootout, but I also think that it has a very big possibility for the Rams to just take it by, like, two touchdowns, <laughs> because I don't know if that Bengals offensive line can hold up against Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Len- Leonard Floyd, like, I don't think they can hold up against that, I really don't, I mean... Their defense is good. I mean, they also have uh, Jalen Ramsey. Like, I don't know if that offense can compete. I really don't. Yeah, I I think that's what it comes down to. Can they get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands quick enough for it to not make a difference? Or can they run the ball directly at Aaron Donald so that it gets him upfield and he can't just pin his ears back all day? I mean, as I was saying in the last episode, it's – it's extremely tough to game plan against Aaron Donald, obviously, and uh, he's the best player in the NFL easily. And what you have to do is you have to run the ball at him. And it sounds it sounds dumb, but you have to you have to run the ball at him because he's going to be getting upfield, hoping for a pass rush, and then that that opens up extra holes in the offensive line. But you can't get away from that game plan, which is also a big key for the Bengals defense because if they come out and let off let up some uh, like a couple touchdown drives right off the bat, and if the Bengals struggle off rip, then playing from behind and having to pass the ball 75% of the time, that's not a recipe for success against this team. You're going to have to get the run game established and hope that your defense can get some stops. Like uh, It's going to be tough. And another, I, I probably also agree with the Rams winning, uh, and I have a bad feeling that's going to be uh, by 10-plus also, but... Uh, it's all going to come down to Matthew Stafford also. Uh, can he step up in the big game, and can he hold himself back from that one big turnover that he seems to have 
most games, even when he wins. Because if you look at the 49ers game, there were there were some. Did he have yeah. a, did he have a did he have a turnover in that? Yeah, game? I think he had a pick six, maybe. No, maybe he he definitely had a turnover, maybe yeah. a couple. Yeah, I mean, I I really. Oh. The it's interception. Yeah. No, well, the dropped interception. That's what I'm remembering. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah, the dropped I interception with Jaquiski Tart? I think he might have had, like, an actual turnover no, yeah, as well. Yeah. But, but that's yeah. the big – that's the Matthew Stafford play. He he has one of those plays in big games, it feels like, every time, where it's like, Matthew, what are you doing? Like, you had a perfect game all day or just a good enough game, and you're you just – that one play, that one little play. If you can eliminate that one play, you're elite. Well, I mean, I mean, I feel like that last game. I think, I think overall, yes, but I think the last game he was he was struggling on selling those passes. Yeah, but, no. But I, I just feel like the Rams, like their overall offense, every, like they're it feels just a little so clunky sometimes. But also when they're clicking, they're clicking. Yeah, they're they're so they're well rounded. I think their defense is so good. But then you look at their offense, you're like, okay, but what they what can't they do in that situation as well? Like, uh -huh. I mean. Their wide receiver core is pretty good, obviously, with Cooper Cup and Odell. And even Van Jefferson's not that bad. No, no, but he's I mean, pretty good. I mean, I, they're overall a pretty good team. They really are. And I just feel like the Bengals, they're good. They're on fire right now. They have their streak. But can their streak hold up against a well-rounded team, especially one that has a crazy defensive line? Like, the, the way I think of it is, like, the Titans. Like, the Titans really got pressure on the Bengals that game. Honestly, and it didn't face Joe at all. I mean, which he, is ridiculous. But by he the was way. he was Nine in sacks. Yeah, but like, is that gonna is that gonna work against the Rams? Like, can the I it's feel a like very unsustainable way of winning. I it, agree. Yeah, because I feel like the Rams, like, yeah, they're they're gonna have that defense. With it's possible they get that nine sacks, but the difference between the Rams and the Titans, I think the Rams can move the ball downfield. Yes, the the Titans can't play from behind. Especially with the Derrick Henry offense where you have to run the ball 20 times to be able to get any chunk plays. I think that's a lot different than the Rams. They're going to try to establish the run in the, uh, the first few plays. I mean, they're going to try They're going to run the ball as long as they can. And then they're going to hit you with the play action. And Cooper Cup's going to be open for 10 yards guaranteed probably 15 times this game. Oh, uh, I yeah. mean, I'd be shocked if he doesn't get 11 targets at least. So, I mean, he's, he's going to be just sitting there in the slot wide open the whole game. I, it's ridiculous at this point, but it's just inevitable. But uh, I think I think it really just comes down to the turnovers. I, I think the turnover battle is going to be huge. Uh, whether or not Joe can stay up on his feet and keep getting up while he's getting while he's getting hit, that's that's going to be a big thing also. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a good game. I think. Well, hopefully, uh, that's what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the Bengals to win, but I think the Rams win. Uh, I predicted 28 to 21 in the last podcast, but it's it's my podcast. I'm gonna change my prediction. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> go with 31-17 Rams. Um, I think if I'm doing a prediction, I'm probably gonna do like be 31 to 23 Rams. 23. I think I That's think weird, but I get yeah. 23 is possible. It's, it's just I a feel weird like score. 31-23 is my prediction. Um, okay. I just. I just feel like, all right, I'm going to call this ahead of time. Uh, Odell is going to have at least one crazy pass that's going to at least be like 40, 50 yards in the Super Bowl. I, okay. You, the lights <laughs> just turned off. It's okay. Yeah, but I, I just feel like he's having one big play downfield. I just remember it's going to be a huge highlight play, and everyone's going to be gonna a remember. touchdown. Yeah. It's, he's I was going to say Odell's going to score a touchdown. 
Uh, do you have a Do you have any other hot takes you want to go with? Uh, put it on air before before the Super Bowl. Uh, put it on air. Um, I think Jamar Chase is gonna have a lot of targets, but I don't think he's gonna have as many yards as T. Higgins in this game. I don't know okay. why, but I just I feel like they're he's really gonna probably gonna get shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. That's so yeah. That's kind of why I think that he. Isn't going to have a big play, but I think Odell will have a big play throughout the game somewhere. Okay. Uh, I also like Van Jefferson touchdown, by the way, yeah. uh, if any, if there's any like betting men out there. Uh, also, I'll, I'll give a hot take. Uh, Evan McPherson misses a kick in this game. Ooh, I, mm, I don't know. If I don't He's due. He's due. I, I, everyone's human. I, I, don't, I, I actually like him a lot. He's a gator, but... I I just I just gotta say that's that's my hot take. I I'm not rooting for it. I don't want it to happen, but that's a hot take. Take it how you want it. I mean that's that's all I got to say. Uh, do you have anything else to say before we sign off? Yeah. Um. Justin Tuck. Justin Tucker. I mean. He, that's, <laughs> what do you mean, Justin Tucker? Well, he's human, but like, Evan Evan McPherson can be like one of those guys who. Just yeah, but Justin miss. Tucker misses every once in a while but too. In the playoffs. I mean, I think he's what? Which players? He's missing the playoffs, or I maybe believe. Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold hasn't missed in the playoffs ever. Yeah, but that's, that's what it was. still it's football's football. Everyone misses. I mean, I don't know if you. I could talk about a couple prop bets right now. Um, uh, if you're gonna do Gatorade prop, shower orange. Oh uh, yeah, Gatorade shower orange. Trust me. Um, I would say if it's a female, I don't know as who's singing. As long as the Bengals the, win, obviously. I don't know who's singing the national anthem, but um, if it's like some like female singer with a very like good voice i would go over on length and then what was the other one i was gonna do um honestly forgot it whatever <laughs> all right but well a couple prop bets there <laughs> all right well that's all i got for today uh <laughs> sorry uh <laughs> Uh, you can access the podcast on the uh, w- library website, SoundCloud, YouTube, a- uh, Apple Podcast. Uh, see you next week, and peace. Peace.